Hello, and welcome to Living Word Ministry, where everyone is a winner. Join us as Pastor Charles Buachi rightly divides the word of truth. We were talking about um, last week Sunday. We started um, a topic called "Always oh, Discussing Last Sunday." Those that were here, obviously. What were you discussing last Sunday? Pardon? Sorry. That was the Sunday before. Last Sunday, what were we talking about? Obedience. Okay. La the Sunday before, we were talking about positioning ourselves for the blessings of God in the attitude of obedience. And last Sunday, we were talking about positioning ourselves in an attitude of obedience. So we were talking about obedience. It was only Auntie Joan that really got it. But let's try and confuse her. It's the, the, that's the name of my, of my game. Um, so we talk about obedience and we ended up with um, Saul, isn't it? Is that right? Saul, and we said that um, Saul's problem was with rituals and ceremonies and sacrifices. He was more interested in those things than obeying God. Okay? Well, God desires desire to be, uh, desire obedience above sacrifice. Yeah, God desire obedience more than sacrifice. God delight in the person who follow instructions as he, Jehovah God, commands. No matter what excuse you would have to... Uh, uh, you see, sometimes we don't really... We play on words. If I said to you, no matter what excuses you have to disobey, that sounds really kind of harsh and wakening. But if I, if I said to you, no matter what excuse you have not to do, it sounds a little bit mellow. Is that right? And sometimes we use the mellow and make excuses. Am I making sense? Sometimes we use, we, we try not to be so harsh on us, on ourselves, and we find a mellow way of making excuses. And we said that God's require complete obedience not partial obedience and then we said there's no such thing as partial obedience it's either you obey or you don't obey there's no partial of obedience there's no 50% obedience and 75% obedience it's either 
you obey or you don't obey. The love of obedience, um, we, we, we're just picking up the love of obedience and its re results. So if you obey, there is a result. And if you don't obey, there is a result. And that's why we started saying, um, the, the first scripture we read when we started talking about this is God's what? Position yourself for the, for the blessings. What did God say? In blessing, I will bless you. Why? Because you have, because you have, yes. Because you have done this. You remember Abraham was asked to offer his son Isaac. And when he was willing and actually, I say, and actually offered because he had already, he had prepared everything and was ready, then the Lord stopped him. And God said, because you have obeyed, because you were willing to do this, in blessing, I will bless you. Amen. So there is a result in obeying and there is a result in not obeying. Psalm 119. Psalm 119 verse 97 through 105. I hope you take note of this series because you know, whatever it is that you face in life, when you step up to obey God, those things fade away. Amen? Those things fade away. And let me, let me encourage you in one thing. You see, So when we say those things fade away, the things, the problems of our lives, the things that we face in life, there are times that the problem does not go away. In obeying God, there are times that the problem, the issue itself doesn't go away, but God, in obeying God, you become better, you have understanding, you have strength, that that thing no longer has effect over you. In other words, you rise up above the situation. Sometimes God does not take the problem away. But what God does is God gives you strength to overcome the problem. Amen. Amen. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, 
make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. Amen. Amen. What we are looking in obedience, who are we obeying? Sorry? We are obeying God. And God has lifted up his what? He has lifted up his what? I can hear you. David, I can hear you. Yeah. Auntie Florence, can you hear me? Praise the Lord. Welcome home. Mother, welcome home. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, sorry, I just have to get that in. I try not to. Praise the Lord. So God has lifted up his what? His word above. Sorry? Sorry? Yep, his word is above his name. So we identify God through his word. We know God through his word. So when we are going to obey God, we obey him by obeying his word. And he says, you have, you know, the psalmist says, you have more understanding than all my teachers for, you, for your testimony are my meditation. In other words, as I meditate on your word, it becomes my testimony. As I meditate on your word, I have understanding. Amen. Can you read through to 100, please? I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. Amen. Amen. Because, let me just say it this way in obeying God, I have more understanding. In obeying God, I overcome. I run past all those that are ahead of me. Amen? Amen. If you want to be better than everybody else, it's not a physical fight. It's actually getting to know God better. It's not trying to pull somebody down. It's not trying to tell on somebody so that you will get promotion. No. It's drawing closer and closer to God. No one receives anything except it's been given to him from above. God is the one that promotes, not man. Amen? Amen. Promotion comes from where? It comes from the pastor. 
No. Promotion comes from above. Promotion, it comes from above. And what it is, is God will open the person who is in charge, the person who is responsible, God will open their eyes to see a particular thing, a particular, you know, about somebody. And then they put the person in place, and then you get upset. No, it comes from above. Amen? It does not come from the east nor from the west. It comes from above. Amen? So, our obedience to God will give us everything that we need in life. Amen? Um, the love of obedience will cause you to meditate on the word of God. Psalm, no, Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8. Um, Joshua 1 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it in day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Mm -hmm. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Amen. 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 I mean, <laughs> That's self-explanatory, isn't it? This book of the law shall not depart. In other words, if you search the scriptures, if you stay in the word and you do according to the word. Listen, the world issue, the world problem that we have is because we have taken the Bible out of school. Nobody knows what's right and what's wrong anymore. Kids grown up, they grow up not knowing what they shouldn't do and what they should do. The world's problem is because the Bible is not part of the system anymore. Now, if we take the word of God and put it into our heart, the Bible is saying that if we meditate on it and do according to what it says we should do, then we will make our way. Then we will make our way. And then we will have what? Success. Good success in life. I will tell you. No matter what you have, you may have wealth, but you may not have peace. You see, if it does not come from God, if you do not get it God's way, you will have it, but you don't have peace. There is always a void. There is always something that, in fact, scares you. You know, people that are really worthy, when or it gets to a time 
that they start getting about they start getting worried about going to die what am I gonna do with all this what am I gonna do what am I? they start getting worried but if you have Christ in your life and if you are doing it God's way man when your time is drawing nearer you you've got joy in your heart You've got joy in your heart. Why? First and foremost, you're going home to be with the Lord. And also what God gave you, you have given it back to him in some ways. So you see, in obeying God, not only do you become prosperous, but also you have good success. So good success will give you the psalmist says, Psalm 119, verse 165. It says, Are you there yet? Almost. Great peace. Great peace. That's my favorite scripture. Great peace. No, one of my favorite scriptures. Have they. Who love your law. Now, the law in the law are the commandments, is the word of God. Great peace. Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. Amen. Talking about losing out here and there. Talking about building and then losing it all. Talking about building up wealth and then setting up business and this business collapsing and all this stuff so pro progressing. Then all of a sudden something happened and you're back to square one. Now, great peace have they that love thy law. And there will not be stumbling blocks in their way. In obeying the word of God and loving the word of God and applying and obeying it in your life, nothing will cause you to stumble. And in other words, there, that doesn't mean there will not be stumbling blocks in your way. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. Jehovah has the stumbling blocks will surely and it's a guaranteed if you're Christian you will have your blocks you have your hurdles to jump leap over but the psalmist by thee have I leaped over a wall by thee have I leaped over a wall the war became uh, you know the war was there the war came but because of God, I was able to leap over it. Amen. So it's good to obey God. Amen. It's good to obey God. It's good to do it God's way. No matter what. Oh, man. One of the psalms says that... Um, Thou who makes a vow to his hurt and changeth not. 
In other words, when you, when, when, when you say something, when you make a vow, when you make a commitment to something, to someone, do not change because it's going to hurt you. Because it's going to cost you. That who makes a vow to his hurt. And, and it, and this, is, this will come. You see, listen, Christianity is not a party time all the time. There are party times. But there are difficult times too. And I'm talking about what is, it's not easy to obey God when difficult times comes. But if you, if you make up your mind to obey God no matter what, you will find that in difficult times, the Lord will make it possible for you. Difficult times are when you make a vow and refuse to change. The Lord will make it possible for you. Amen. So, when you make a vow in obeying God, and not only in obeying God, in real, you're only as good as your word. People know you by your word. Amen. People know you by your word. If we know God, if, the, if knowing the word of God is the way that we know God, we are imitators of Christ. Therefore, people would know us by our word. We are only as good as our word. You say, I'll see you. You know, I'll come around by you tomorrow. And tomorrow comes, I didn't see you, you didn't call. Next time I'll run by you, I, I, see, I know. I'll see you. Isn't it? So we need, to, we need to be careful. Amen. Um, the, in obeying God, it will make you wiser than your enemies. Psalm 119, 97-7. We read that it will make you wiser than your enemy. Psalm 119, verse 9. It's good to obey God. Verse 9, it says, How can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? Amen. Amen. How can a young man cleanse his way? by taking heed to the word of God. So in obeying God, it will keep you from sin. In obeying God, it will keep you from doing the wrong thing. It will give you direction and uh, guidance. That's 105, 119, 105. One oh five. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Amen. Amen. The word of God will give you light, will show you which direction to go. When you are facing darkness, the word of God will bring illumination and still you will see where to go, you'll get direction. Amen. So it's really 
does not do you harm to obey God, it does you good to obey God. Obedience is the one virtue of paradise. One virtue of paradise, in other words, is the um, is the goodness of paradise. It's the moral excellence. Obedience, when you say virtue, is the moral excellence of paradise, of heaven. Nothing surpasses obeying God. Nothing surpasses obeying God. Church, we ought to obey God in every area of our life. When in Genesis chapter 2, 16 and 17, 2, verse 16 and 17. Genesis 2:16 and 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Amen. Amen. And Adam and Eve, in, 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 the, in the paradise or in the garden of God, Eden, all they needed, all God expected of them is to obey him. Amen? And in every area of our lives, that's all God expects of us. Notice this. Really, the results doesn't matter. Let me give you an example. We read last week when Saul, the king, when he saw that the people were scattering, he panicked and went and took the lamb and did a sacrifice that Samuel had said that he would come and then they would do the sacrifice. Now, Saul looked at the situation and didn't want the people to be scattered from him. You remember last week when we read it? And so he acted. And in his action, he disobeyed God. Are you with me? I'm saying the results of obeying God really doesn't matter. What matters is you obeying God. The result is his problem. Are you with me? You do your part and then allow him to do his part. Are you with me? But I can guarantee you 
that God is not a man that he should lie. And if he had said that because you have obeyed me in blessing I will bless you. Because he has said that even though the results does not matter it is guaranteed. Are you with me? It is guaranteed that you will be blessed in obeying God. The problem is when we focus on the blessing to obey God, then we get into trouble. We need to obey God because we love him. Because he first, we need to obey God because we are his children. And we need to be the same way as we expect our children to obey us. The same way God expects us to obey him. Our children, we expect them to obey us regardless of whether we can buy them what they want or we will buy them what they want. Not that we can, but sometimes we just won't for some reason. Uh, and sometimes we won't for their own good. But when they are focusing on because you will, if I do this, I will get this and that doesn't come, they get upset. And we do that with God. We need to move from that area. You see, and this is the, and, and, and you know the eye service. The Bible talks about eye service. We, we, some render eye service some render services so that they can be seen of men you got your blessing already it is only man that will bless you but if you render service not looking for a blessing from man then you are looking for the blessing from the father and he will bless you in due course if you faint not. God is a good God. Let's look forward in the great things that he has prepared for us. So paradise, Calvary, heaven, all proclaim in one voice. And what is the voice? The voice is obedience. Obedience is the first and the last thing your God requires of you. Nothing else. He doesn't want you to... I mean, everything comes under obedience. Everything, everything as a believer. It starts with obedience and it ends with obedience. Praise the Lord. Hebrews, no, let's, um, Romans 5.19. And I'm rounding up. Romans 5.19. Romans 5.19. <clears throat> For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also, by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Amen. Amen. So, 
in obedience we've all been made righteous God only requires us to be what? God only requires us to be what? To be obedient. I want to encourage you today. Stay in obedience to God's word. There is, there is no ifs. There is no buts. There is no rooms of yeah but you just stay obedient to God's word amen now this is where it gets difficult stay obedient to God's word alright you pick up um, you pick up a scripture and you begin to run with it it really does not um, match up with the entirety of the God's word. In other words, you are in error. Well, you said we should obey, God, obey the word. This is the word. Well, it needs to be interpreted correctly. Am I making sense? It needs to be interpreted correctly. So, in obeying God, we need to understand his counsel. The whole counsel of God's word. And then we can obey it and then we can be blessed. Amen. Let me just open this up a bit. Does anybody got anything? Any question? I'm, I'm, I'm running up, but I just want to make sure everybody understands where I'm coming from in obeying God. Amen. Let's bear down our in prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Our hearts reach out, Father God. Lord, you will help us to obey your word. To obey your word. Help us to understand. Help us to be faithful in what you have called us to do. That in blessing, Lord, you will bless us. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.